Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real-world tips, tricks, and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family, and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. Hey there, Mama. Welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama podcast. If you listened to the previous episode of the Working Mama podcast, it was also with Ellen Hooper. So what has happened is that Ellen and I recorded a podcast around job sharing and portfolio career. There was so much gold that it was just too much for one episode. So I've actually split it into two. So the first episode, go back. If you haven't had a chance, go back and listen to that one. It's all around job sharing. And then today in this episode, we're talking about portfolio career. You know, what is a portfolio career? How's Ellen making it work? And also, you know, how you potentially could have a portfolio career. I've got a portfolio career where I've got a four day a week corporate job. I also do working mama, essentially in the evenings and and whenever I get a free waking moment. But it really helps, you know, both of my jobs, you know, do complement each other. And I've certainly learned a lot of things in my corporate job that impact working mama and then vice versa. If you didn't listen to the first episode with Ellen Hooper, just a little bit about Ellen. She does lots of things. She's a mum of two, an executive coach, the co-founder of The Growth Collective, who specialize in workshops and training for new and emerging leaders. And currently, at the time of releasing this, the chief people officer at a community-owned bank, a role that she job shares. She will be stepping away from that role and going all in on The Growth Collective. So I hope you enjoy this. As always, if you could leave a rating and review, that would be amazing. Otherwise, let's get into part two of the podcast chat with Ellen Hooper on Portfolio Career. Welcome, Ellen. Welcome to the Working Mama podcast. I'm so excited to finally have you here. We've been talking for quite a while on the gram and on LinkedIn. So thank you so much for joining You're so welcome. I have been really looking forward to this. So why don't we just kick it off? Those that don't know you, how would you best describe yourself? Oh, that's always the funny question of, you know, which which identity should we put into the room first? So I've got, I'm a a mum, I've got two kids, a two and a half year old and an almost six year old. And I'm obsessed with people and organizational dynamics and culture. So you've got what I guess you may not have heard the term like 10 years ago publicly, like many people, but what called a portfolio career. So as you say, you work three days a week, you know, for the corporate world, but then you've also then got your own businesses on the side. What made you, what inspired you A, to start a portfolio career, given that you've, as you said, you've traditionally always worked full-time but you're like right I don't want to necessarily work you know full-time for for one organization and and yeah what what are you seeing as a benefit from this portfolio career yeah I came across the term I went to this amazing conference called the Commonwealth Bank used to run they don't run it anymore called Wide for Wonder and I, I went there in a funny way which is I was I started my master's in HR when I was looking to transition to HR and I I did a subject one of my lecturer's daughters, whose name is Sarah Nally, she runs an amazing retreat called She Evolves, which you should check out. He he was like, I've got some free tickets. Would you like to go? So I went to that. 
And that's where I met Sarah and she introduced the idea of a portfolio career to me. And yeah, it's, I don't know when you meet those people who just really inspire you by the way they think or talk or live their lives. And like I said, because I'm such a long-term planner, I had kind of had in my mind for ages, like, how am I going to do make this school thing work in a way, in a way that I want to? Like I, like probably many people of our generation, you know, my my mum was always there. You know, she picked us up every day. And yeah, it's interesting for me that that I had no challenges. I felt really comfortable with childcare as a solution for us. My kids really love childcare, which is, you know, incredibly lucky. But the school, I kind of was like, I want to be, I, I want to be available to that in a more flexible way. So that kind of planted the seed about a portfolio career and what it might look like. I'm also really drawn to it because I love variety, yeah. Uh, which is why my career has this like funny zigzag because I don't, you know, I'm a builder rather than a maintainer. So I don't have, I'll never get long service leave. Yeah. <laughs> so I I started putting that in place, you know, back when I was working full-time. I started doing things like I I started doing my coaching training because that seemed like a really, I loved, firstly I loved it, but that seemed like a clear way to kind of get some different income. And I started thinking about what consulting would look like. And then it really, it, for me, like lots of people do a quite, a do the side hustle thing. I hate that word because I hate the side part of it because I think it diminishes it. I hate the hustle part of it because. Yeah, yeah just hustling anyway. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, and look, we've got this really glorified, this is not a unique point of view I have obviously, but this really glorified in entrepreneurship means like just working really long and really hard and thinking a lot of your money into things and there's like just a real kind of sacrifice burnout narrative that comes with that and I think the reason lots of parents think that that's not available to them is because like there are no other hours in the day like there's no time to do like something off the side like have you been to my house at 6 p.m yeah (laughs) just all like I started saying to my kids, mummy turns into a monster after 7 p.m. <laughs> That's when the lights go out. I don't care where you're at and you're getting ready for bed. <laughs> the lights are going out. <laughs> so that's when Michelle and I started talking about the Growth Collective, which, like I said, was really about making the disconnect between because, you know, the consulting was useful. It was good. It was really flexible, but you do an hour of work and you charge for an hour of work. And that's like, that's great. But I was really keen to see what else, like what else could come in and 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 flow in that wasn't just connected to my time. Of course, like having now done it, everything takes longer than you think. Everything's a little bit more expensive than you think. Yeah. Like <laughs> there is a lot of, there was a lot of upfront not huge cash in investments like in the scheme of startups, but a time investment to get this thing up and running. And it's quite interesting as well because people have been doing this for eight, like investment properties are the kind of OG portfolio career. Yeah, Like shares is another really good way to supplement your, your income, like 
selling a single product or like webinars, like in, in this e-commerce environment, there are quite a lot of ways to just board work is another kind of thing that I've been expanding out into this year too. But it's kind of like, yeah, what are, what are the different income streams was the way I started to think about it. And now I'm thinking in a way that's feeling way more exciting, which is like, what are the different ways that I can contribute? Yeah. And what can I do that's impactful, which is really what attracted me to board work because I started thinking about, hey, I just, you know, I look across workplaces and I don't know many people that have an experience in workplace that feels really aligned to their well-being. Like, why is that? And like, and where's the power in that? And you kind of go up, you know, and, and in my beautiful chief people officer role, there's a lot of impact you can have in this particular organization. And then you kind of go up and you look at CEOs and you go, yep, that's incredibly impactful. And then you go, who does the CEO answer to? Well, it's boards. Mm. Uh, so for me, that's the other kind of starting fleshing out of the portfolio career is into boards as well. It's also a really, I've got a friend who went, oh, I've never heard that word before. And it's really useful for me because she does like really distinct, really different things that are not people can't make their connection between. Yeah, and so and that happens really, more often than what you realise. Yeah, it's a really nice way to kind of describe like, you know, I don't, I don't need a single identity and there are lots of different ways that I can can use my time and energy. So, and I think particularly as women, like we don't talk about or think a lot about money. No, money's, I think, I even know my personal experience, money's such a big blocker and you think, oh, should I do it or not? And it also comes back to, I think, what you were saying earlier around, you know, the ABS, the traditional family, so to speak, and, you know, your role, you're a, you're working for a little bit, then you're a mum and then that's it. But my experience in a portfolio career, my, like doing working mum, I actually supports my corporate gig and I'm actually a better, I think I'm a better employee because, I've got my own passion and something that I know that I'm interested in and I'm not just tied between being a mum and I've got my corporate job where nothing's really just for me where my interest is. So, yeah, and it's it's so, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's absolutely like very true for lots of people and very valid, but there's this real like sense of like that we have as parents. Like I've heard that so many times, like, the justification of, oh, I really enjoy my work and it makes me a better parent. I think that's really true. But like, what if it doesn't? Does it matter? You know, yeah. it's that interesting thing about you don't really owe your employer <laughs> this other, like imagine if we could kind of kind of expand the like self-sacrificing barriers that we have around like, yeah, maybe it's great and it's okay to do something that just benefits you. And like is only for you. And maybe it's okay to do something that like just brings in in money or just brings in like that, you know, money's kind of a form of abundance and and energy. And I just think we're seeing, you know, we're seeing our parents, our mothers at the highest risk of homelessness because they don't have superannuation. And then in our generation, I'm just seeing a lot of Uh, women getting divorced, like smart, degree-educated, great jobs, women, and are finding that they are not financially sustainable. 
And so I think, yeah, I, I think these things are all connected into like money and income being just as important and equal things for us to be like interested in and pursue yeah, yeah. Well. but it's also okay to want to have more money like, yeah. have money and then, yeah because there's so much <laughs> of it we don't talk about or I remember a little while ago a friend of mine she didn't even know like the login details to the bank and I'm thinking know the details <laughs> and and having that financial a little bit of financial independence but also knowing and being able to talk about it and I guess it's just like at times pay rises and things like that. Like, oh, you know, just don't accept it. And I was actually out with friends on the weekend and a good friend of mine said, my husband's like the best. If she, He goes, I won't do anything unless there's high duties or like he's asking for the money up front before he'll do some things rather than just assuming like many of us. So like, I don't think it's more women will go, oh, that's all right. We'll do it as opposed to show me the cash and then I'll do the role. Yeah, and there's like a beautiful balance there between the kind of like masculine, feminine approaches. Energy, so, yeah. Which, you know, don't necessarily, aren't necessarily like kind of always aligned with whichever gender you identify with. But it's, yeah, it's just there's something about the portfolio career, which is this, you know, the variety is lovely. The expanded contribution is really my key driver. But there's also, I just really think it's important to also put into the conversation. It's also wealth creation. And like that's available to us as women, and how mate like and how amazing is that? Like I think about the way that our grandmothers and our mothers lived. Yeah, so I'm just I'm really passionate about kind of going into those areas that you know lots of us will find uncomfortable or crude or have had a lot of conditioning and and training around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very demystifying what we've had as, you know, being brought up around our mental models of of what, right, you should have the career and there you go and and that's it where, no, you can also follow your passions. And I I think also that's where you're hearing, you know, out of COVID people are, have reflected going, I don't necessarily want to do it. It doesn't light me up. It's not making me happy. So I often spend too many hours at work, so I might as well do something I do enjoy. Yeah, and I think then like when we go as well into the dynamics in a household, which are always like really interesting, and I just will talk for my business partner and I, I think it just continues the shift. You know, when you start your own business, I think we've just continued that shift of like, yeah, we're both providers and we're both parents and how do we balance that, It, which I think has got it's like a slightly different whether it's right or wrong, but perspective by the other people in your life, then when you've kind of, you know, then that the way that, because my husband's self-employed, so I always laugh that I always laugh with him that he doesn't really know what real workplaces are like. (laughs) Yeah. Because he'll kind of be like, but you have leave and I don't have leave. And I'm like, yes, but that is true. Let's put that in the mix. But also I'll probably just end up doing that work on a different day. Yeah, and <laughs> I work longer hours. Yeah, anyway. and that's not ideal, but it's you know, and like we'll, we'll work on those and the boundaries around that. But it can't just be like, well, you're the employee, so you've got all the leave, and I'm the self-employed person, and so I couldn't, I can never contribute to that. Yeah, and so ha- having kind of all the different hats of, which is really fun for my accountant, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just like keep shifting the dial on on those conversations and looking at them in different ways. 
Yeah. yeah. And what advantages or even disadvantages are you seeing from having a portfolio career? Oh, I think that I think it's confusing for other people. And there like there can be like kind of self-doubt that comes in because of that. Like there's it, there's always something about being countercultural that's always a little bit hard. And like and and having a split focus does have its own kind of challenges too. You know, one of the most important things to me is that I've got a virtual assistant who like really helps keep those like day boundaries from like seeping into each other and she carries a lot of the mental load of that which is really really awesome and and kind of you know if if you're looking at kind of expanding out like this I would recommend that as your first hire just like someone to really help you manage your time the other thing that she does for me she holds me accountable (laughs) because (laughs) not like deliberately but if I'm asking her if I'm trying if I'm taking on a new client that I shouldn't because I know I don't have time and I'm asking her to try to find space in this diary that like just doesn't exist. For me, I'll go, oh, yeah, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas when it was just me, I'd be like, ah, well, we'll just we'll just start this at 8am and I'll just finish this at 6pm and oh, if I can just do a few hours on Sunday. So that's been really great. The So those are the challenges. I, I think the benefits for me is just doing lots of different things that I find really really enjoyable and just like the freedom and autonomy of it you know so I do the I do the school pickup every Wednesday you know if I was in a traditional employment model it'd be like oh well that's a half day or a 0.75 day but because that's a day I work for myself it's just like yeah I did I did some stuff today like I'm off to go to to school pickup now and and off to dancing and I just think about that time in a really different and, and free way than I do about my kind of em- employee days. So I think it just gives you lots of lots of flexibility and autonomy to like and and kind of be be interested in something and go, yeah, maybe we could and creativity. Like, yeah, maybe yeah. I could do, you know, like lots of us have all these ideas of things that could be businesses or could change people's lives or could have this contribution and then we kind of wake up on Monday and we go back to work. And yeah. that's really fair. Like that's and lots of people, lots of people crave the stability and the security, the the, the camaraderie, the certainty. Like those are all really beautiful things that our traditional employment gives you. So it's not, I don't think everyone in the world should work like this. But for me, it just allows me to go like, oh that's really interesting. I wonder what that would look like. And just like everyone else, there's a lot of those ideas that only get like 50% of the way there and then they kind of fall to the pile. But yeah, I'm just really enjoying that, that extra space to do that kind of thinking. Yeah. And then do you think then that helps you in your chief people officer role by having that, you know, by doing your own business as well? I don't know. I think the chief people officer role helps me in the business more. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the because we offer leadership training for new and emerging leaders. So we have a, a really, really beautiful leadership training program for people who are new to leadership or haven't had access to it before. And we kind of talk about it as like a, a love letter to to ourselves at that stage in our career, like what we wish someone had helped us with. But it covers self-awareness then connecting people to purpose, like how do you talk to your people about what the organization's purpose is, what that means for them, 
setting expectations, giving feedback, holding people to account. So all that like stuff that we go, oh, I should do that. I'm not really sure how to, I'd rather not. And it's so great to see people develop those skills and then developing people and talent. And honestly, because in in my workplace, you know, I'm a leader and so I have to have those conversations and just like every other human being, even though I teach people about it and I'm pretty practised at it and I like to think I'm pretty good at it, I still go, no, I wish I didn't have to. Yeah. (laughs) And I think just remembering that is always really useful for practice. So I do think the consultant work where you're advising organisations it's always nice to be pretty tapped into and remember what it's like to actually being in an organisation, what it takes to actually implement something, what it means to have to prioritise. You know, it's it's yeah. easy in consultant life to be like, well, because I'm just thinking about this very narrow problem that you've given me. Here are the 10 awesome, great things that you should do. And do it by yeah. tomorrow. So easy. Yeah, yeah, and then kind of not remembering that there's, pro- you know, there's there's a hundred different versions of this that's kind of going through your mind at any given time as an executive. So I think that's helpful too. Fantastic. So is there anything you want to add just a little bit more on portfolio careers that we may not have already covered? No, that's something I love talking about. So thank you so much for the opportunity to do that. I I hope I hope someone as long as one person's found it helpful, that'll be enough for me. <laughs> That's my philosophy yeah. with this whole podcast, as long as it's helped one other person and do it. And I think around the portfolio career, definitely the advantages and, and the benefits that certainly come from it. So Ellen, how can people get in touch with you in one of your many different hats that you wear? Yeah, excellent. So please connect on LinkedIn. I am relatively active on, on LinkedIn. So I like to share my thoughts there. And also, so at so Ellen Hooper, and then on Instagram at ellen.hooper.consulting, I think. And then the shameless plug, because we should all get better at promoting our things, uh, please check out www.growthcollective.com.au. We have two awesome programs there, a Strategic Communications for Emerging Leaders program and the Leadership Fundamentals program that we run in person and virtually. So particularly we hear what Karina and I were just talking the other day, there's so many of you that return from parental leave into your first leadership role and that's kind of like the the childcare return to work thing I was talking to before. Yep. It's a new layer of complexity. So if that's you, come and get your employer to pay for you to come and join our program so you can feel really solid with those skills as you move through your, your leadership journey. Yes, definitely. Communication is a big part of that. And I think also as what you said earlier around knowing your purpose and how that certainly aligns to the organization is a really big thing as well. So sounds like an amazing program, which, you know, the more support you can get definitely as a new and emerging leader, it gives you, just like I say, with returning to back to work, the more support you can have, it's that platform for success and same with leadership. So yeah, fantastic. And Karina, I've just remembered that I've got the how to make part-time work actually work article on your working mama. You do. And I'm going to put that in the show notes. So yes, it's a fantastic article and you talk about your project management philosophy in that definitely around the output of hours. So we will link to that in the show notes. Good. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catch-up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week. Thank you.